This episode of Kidlit These Days is sponsored by TBR, Book Riot's subscription service offering reading recommendations personalized to your reading life. Want great new Kidlit books to read but overwhelmed by all the publishing buzz? Let us help. Tell TBR about your reading likes and dislikes and what you're looking for, and then sit back while your bibliologist handpicks recommendations just for you. TBR offers plans to receive hardcover books in the mail or recommendations by email, so there's an option for every budget. TBR is produced in partnership with Print, a bookstore in Portland, Maine, so you can treat your shelf and support an indie, too. And TBR is also available as a gift. Visit mytbr.co to sign up today. That's mytbr.co. Hello, and welcome to episode 41 of Kidlit These Days, a Book Riot podcast. At Kidlit These Days, we are your Kidlit connoisseurs, pairing the best of children's literature with what's going on in the world today. I'm Matthew Winner, alongside Nicole Young, and we are here to have conversations that create opportunities for parents, grandparents, teachers, librarians, and all who love children's books to engage in the world through literature in a deeper and broader way. We're recording on October 25th, 2020, and on today's episode, we are talking about elections, political leadership, and using your voice to bring about democratic change. But first, my friend, Nicole Young, how are you? Hi, Matthew. I am doing all right. We shared a little bit beforehand. I had a kind of a bumpy week, but I voted today. I voted, speaking of elections, I cast my vote, um, and then I shed my blood. <laughs> I, oh, no. So I that wasn't a requirement, I though. Bled, I bled for voting. That's what happened today. Oh, no. I completely, no. I told everyone, I told everyone, I bit it. I, I was bike, biking to the polling location. I was there for two hours, and then I tried to get back on my bike because it was cold out, so I was freezing. And I totally bit it and um, skinned my knee and everything. But the bottom line is that I voted. Um, yeah. <laughs> nice. I have my, my mail-in ballot all filled out and I just have to drop it off. I think rather than mailing it, I'm going to do what many others are doing and just drop yes. it off in a ballot box. But uh, it's it's here. I can't believe that it's time. I think a lot of people um, also cannot believe that it's time. We have uh, debates behind us. Mm-hmm. We have um, unknown futures ahead of us. And I think no matter what the results of the election, we all are going to have adjusting to the results and trying to find a way to move forward together as a nation. So how better to do that than by having conversations here, by talking about it, by by trying to be one and trying to see, you know, past that dichotomy of winner-loser and 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 look to how we can work together, right? Yeah, I think so. And I um I am excited for what's ahead. Um and I I believe in a positive outcome. I believe in a future that like nurtures all of us. And so we will figure it out no matter what, like you said. Um, well, we're talking about children today, and I believe the children are our future. They are. Teach them well and let them lead the way, Matthew. <laughs> Which is why I've written in one of my students' names on my ballot. No, I'm just kidding. I love it. <laughs> no, there's, there's, there's so much, and it's been 
as a as an educator, it's been I don't want to say it's like walking through landmines, but it's an interesting time to be talking to children about elections and about the democratic process mm-hmm. because so many are attuned to the 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 political, you know, heightened uh emotions right now and and they well let me let me jump real um not personal but 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 into a small detail which is that we had a student on campus that um that was told by another friend i bet your parents are voting for trump i can't believe they would vote for trump we're not friends anymore oh, and then wow. proceeded to tell others not to be friends with this child and an Ooh. older student, a student in in an upper grade in elementary school, and she was wrecked. And and to walk into that space of like, how do we have actual conversations about facts and about truth and about being able to to be friends with people that believe different things than you believe, and 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 not you know other people. Is is a hard thing to navigate in a very divisive election year. Yeah, I think it's also hard to figure out. You know, because I I can talk to kids about um, disagreeing on like fiscal differences or how you want to like thing things like that. But I think when it comes down to when the issues that we're talking about are about whether or not certain parties or certain candidates believe in the value of other people's lives, like that's a harder thing to like have a conversation about. How do we talk about friendships across differences and things like that? Like we can have a friendship across across differences and we can have different values and beliefs, but also you have to honor my humanity. Right. And I think that like, that's a a critical part of the discourse that's missing in a divisive society and in a divisive discourse is like, how do we talk about each other's, humanity how do we value and prioritize each other's humanity um and how do we make clear the distinctions between what feels like kind of just politics and then what is actually about people's life and death right <laughs> like about their ability to live and thrive and i think that's a really that's a much more complicated conversation to have with kids well we're going to get into how parents and teachers can be thinking about how to do that in these weeks ahead uh but first do you mind sharing our our next sponsor For sure. This episode is sponsored by Julian at the Wedding by Jessica Love. Julian and his abuela are going to a wedding. Better yet, Julian is in the wedding. Weddings have flowers and kissing and dancing and cake. And this wedding also has a new friend named Marisol. It's not long before Julian and Marisol set off for some magic and mischief of their own. And when things take an unprecedented turn, the pair learns that everything is easier with a good friend by your side. Jessica Love returns with a joyful story of friendship and individuality in this radiant follow-up to Julian is a Mermaid. Okay, so we are... We have a lot of ground to cover. Mm-hmm. And, and folks will listen to this episode... Uh, with about a, a a week before the elections happen, so this is hopefully I, I think based on my interactions with folks over social media uh, and my own school, many people are already talking about elections with students, talking mm-hmm. about our 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 party system, talking about the process, the actual process of voting, and if you're like me, we're talking about what it means to seek facts and truth over um, a louder voice or over what's being thrust 
in front of you, being able to step back and assess, which is not something I think even adults are always ready to do. So so this work we're talking about doing with children, it it's it's multi-layered. Can you remember when you were in school having any lessons on elections or 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 the political system. Can you remember that in like grade school? Yeah, for sure. So I remember voting for Bill Clinton in when I was in elementary school in the school ballot box. Like I remember that being a thing. We did like a <laughs> in school election and I was like, I'm voting for Bill Clinton. And it was and he won the election at our school, which was huge. And I was like, yeah. And so then when he won, I remember when he won like for real, um, I was like, mm-hmm, we did that. We we did that. <laughs> we, we the tiny voters of Norfolk Academy made it happen. Um, yeah. So I remember doing. I remember doing those lessons. I also I had a fantastic civics teacher in middle school who, and we did a lot of like in class conversations about elections. I've been thinking a lot about, especially our middle grades, middle school um, students and teachers, and thinking about how to because we teach we teach civics in such a prescribed way, right? Like to your point about the two-party system, we talk about two-party system, we talk about the election. And this election is so unusual in so many ways. Like one of the things, you know, we always say you're going to get the results on November 5th and then you know when the president is, but that may not be the case, right? There might be a a few more weeks before we have the full election count, right? Like we're preparing as adults for that kind of information. So I'm always thinking about how teachers are talking about, um, irregularities in in what seems like a standard process for elections. Yeah, it's an odd thing. There's there's great resources out there that we'll make sure we throw in the in the show notes from in particular one of the resources I've been going to a lot is uh Scholastic has um collected resources about elections both in support of some of the books that they've published and also just um you know Scholastic has a, a news magazine, a monthly news magazine that they publish for children that it's used in a lot of classrooms. So they have those articles as well um, that are just journal journal articles written with readers ages like eight to 10 in mind. Those are very helpful. We also have resources like Pebble Go that um, I think many of us use from Capstone that, that breaks down for students in K through three what it means to have an election, what it means to be president, what those mm-hmm. responsibilities are, just the the basic, 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 because so many of our children, including my five-year-old, can name who the president is and can name different things about the president, but doesn't necessarily understand what that means, other than this is a person that your parents talk about a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so so having the resources to to help children break that down, I think is important. But again, also being able to explore those those enduring understanding questions, those questions about what does it mean to have freedom or to seek freedom? What does it mean to feel represented? What does it mean for your votes to count or for uh, people to be campaigning for your vote on promises that they may or may not uphold. There's a lot of complex questions that we can be having conversations with in with children. I, I've seen it happen with with second and third and fourth graders already that you can lay that groundwork because they're already asking big questions about their world. Mm-hmm. Why not help support those big questions, right? I love those two questions about what what is freedom and what is what does it mean to seek freedom? 
I just would love to pose that to every elementary schooler, because to your point, they're already thinking about big questions. And it's one that we should all be engaged. It's such a good question. What does it mean to seek freedom? Right. And what if voting is a tool, right? If we teach kids about voting as a tool um, to seeking freedom, right? Like what are the other things that you can do? What other resources and tools do you have at your disposal to seek freedom? It's such a good question. I love that. Yeah. Well, I, I think, I think that also comes from thinking about in an elementary school setting, especially how we talk about things like 9-11. We had an episode where we were, where, where we brought that up, but but thinking about what does it mean to have conversations with children about why things like this happen or how they affect our nation when these are things in particular with, with September 11th, this is an event that happened before my students were born. Mm-hmm. And so bringing in bigger picture, bringing in themes that that resonate with them already, and not just saying let's have a a mock election about which stuffed animal you think should represent our school. And isn't this just like our political process? It's fun to have um, mock processes to, to get children familiar with that, but, but also making sure that you hold conversations to get them thinking about big picture questions, because that's, that's why we're voting. We're voting on ideals and beliefs and, and hoping that the person that will take this presidency will help not only share those ideals with us, but carry them out and live them through in the way that not only they 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 help pass legislation, but also the way that they are, gosh, can I just use the word that they're sort of like the mascot for our country? Yeah. That we look to them to represent all of us and each of us. Mm-hmm. So it's 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 a big thing to try to encapsulate what it means and why people vote for what they're voting for, what it means to to stand behind a person, even if there's just that one reason why you do, because that one reason feels like the reason that defines you as a human being and how you walk through the world. I love, yeah, I think that's so true. I also think that there is something in there about challenging the because the kids are always asking why like why is it this way why are why do we do it this way and i think there's such so much room in a conversation about elections and a a conversation about um freedom seeking and a conversation about like our political processes to encourage kids to ask why we do it the way that we do it because you know one thing i think that sometimes gets lost in the rhetoric around politics in the United States is that like nothing that we have has always been this way, right? Like people made everything that we do, right? Like people made the constitution, people made our voting process, people made, you know, and the choices that people have made have led to where we are right now, right? And so like, there's a conversation that we're having about voter um, voter suppression right now, right? And there's a way to talk to kids about, well, do we think that this is the right way for people to have to vote, right? Should they have to stand in long lines? Should they should they have to register to vote? Should there be cutoffs for when people can vote, right? Like these are questions that um, are fundamental to how we how we seek freedom through these processes like voting. And I think it's just such an important place to encourage kids to ask why, because we can change them if things are not working even in how we select the leaders of our country, we can change the ways that we do that. Um, 
And it's just such an important conversation to start. Yeah, there's a great there's a great lesson set from teaching tolerance from tolerance.org that 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 sets up those big questions and the why uh, for students. I think that's a little older, maybe like more grades like five to eight. So it is for that middle grade reader age. Um, but I'm also excited to be talking about new books because I think that there's some old favorites that a lot of us go to for for talking about elections and 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 leadership and things like that but there's also a lot of new books coming out that that feed into the importance of having a vote and and participating in uh in this process i've got to say too oh, from talking to folks over social media i was so impressed to read about teachers who not only are having these big conversations but some of them that are also having uh research and conversation and debate with their fifth graders in this one case over whether or not the the legal voting age should be lowered and why is it what it is That's and incredible. how do how do how do voting ages and and driving ages and all things like that how do those get determined and why mm-hmm. it's it's a very interesting time to to be engaging children in those conversations because you're seeing national movements uh, because of school shootings and different events like that. You're saying that that we make these laws and 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 we continue to make them based on what we think is what's in the best interest of our nation. And all of that best interest decision is based on lived experiences. And well, we got this wrong. Let's try to get it right. Let's try to correct the course um, just with each new a uh, piece of legisla- legislation we're passing. So uh, yeah, I think fascinating to have future voters be asking, well, what would it mean or what would it take for me to be a future voter sooner than what is already planned? Yeah. And also, what does it mean to be not a voting age, but able to affect change, right, in the system, right? Like, how can you as a non-voter influence the voters in your life to make different decisions, right? Because you are, as one of the books that we have is like, you're voting for the future, right? So like, how, how do young people influence the vote? I mean, to your point about the school shootings, right? Like, I think that what was so stunning to me about the activists that came out of um, Marjorie Stoneman, Doug- Stoneman Douglas High School was that they were young and they weren't of, of voting age. And they were still like, we are going to lobby Congress. We are going to talk to Congress people. We are going to, um, yeah, we're going to interrogate the system um, that, you know, we don't have a voice in right now, but we should have a voice in how it how it affects our lives. And I just, there's so much room for rich conversation and, and even advocacy for young people. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. Well, I'm excited to get into our books, our book talks. But first, I have a sponsor to share, and it comes from a library school. What, what? <laughs> <laughs> so I'm very excited to share that this episode is sponsored by Emporia State University's School of Library and Information Management. The Masters of Library Science program at Emporia State University is an ALA-accredited program that offers you the flexibility of online classes while also giving you a community of peers to build your professional network. Through a combination of online and face-to-face instruction, students are able to form deep connections to the coursework, professors, other students, and practicing professionals in libraries. 
BSU offers a quick and affordable way to earn your MLS, with most students completing their degree in two years, even while working a full-time job. To learn more, visit their website at www.emporia.edu forward slash S-L-I-M. We'll have that link in our show notes as well. Now, I was so excited to share that, Nicole. You know, I went through I went through a program and um uh and and I also felt not only that it was such a great program, I went to McDaniel uh college here in in Maryland and loved my program. I continue to support that program and it was, I think, one of one of my best decisions. In Maryland, we have to make a, a decision about our, our master's. We have to start working our master's degree within the first couple of years of getting our, our teaching degree and starting in a school. And I was inspired by my school librarian where I was working and oh, I and that. I haven't I haven't ever turned back. I love what I do in the library and, and it's led to things like this podcast. So yay, yay, future librarians. Yay. <laughs> So, yeah. Anyway, on that note, speaking of skills a librarian has, uh, it's now time to talk more about books. Yes. (laughs) So this is our our book talk segment. Um, We're going to share with you, as we always do, a number of great books, in this case related to elections and voting and leadership. And uh, we will include all of these books at our show notes that you can find at bookriot.com slash listen. This is episode number 41 of Kidlet These Days. You can find all of our past episodes and book lists there too. If there's a book that we leave out or one you want to shout out because you love so much, you can do it on social media using hashtag Kidlet These Days. And of course, you can always email us at kidlitthesedays at bookriot.com to share what else you're reading. So uh, Nicole, I'm going to pass it to you first. Do you want to share a first book? Yeah, actually, I moved this one up to be the first because I was thinking about what you were saying around just basic teaching the littles like kind of basic concepts about what is a president, right? Like even if you know their name, what are they? So um, Future President is a part, it's a board book. It's a part of the Future Baby series, which I love and have bought for many children. Um, It's by Lori Alexander and Allison Black is the illustrator. Um, And I just love it because it it answers simple questions. Like there's a a part in it, I think that where it's like the president works in the Oval Office, right? Like just like kind of like basic things about like scene setting for what a president is and what they do. So future president board book. Beautiful. I've got, as I, as, as you and I were talking, as we were going into this, I've got so many recommendations because (laughs) teachers have been asking me and I love that you have so many too. So on some of these later, I'm going to, I'm going to give shout outs and quick praise, but this one I want to spend a little bit more time with. Um, a kid's book about is a series we've mentioned in the last episode, and we'll have a future episode coming up with um, with a kid's book about founder Jelani Memory. But this book, a kid's book about voting, um, is is actually written by the organization Next Up, and Next Up is a nonprofit organization in Oregon. Uh, it's the next generation doing democracy right, mobilizing and uplifting young voters and their voices to envision resilient and joyful communities by building an inclusive democracy of collaboration innovation, justice, and authenticity. That's from their website. That wasn't my words, but those are sure great words. I couldn't do it any better than that. 
But the kids' book about series, and in this one in particular, is like a graphic version, picture book version of a TED Talk. Picture the book with no pictures, only about social justice topics, in this case about voting and about access to voting. So it's a beautiful, beautiful uh, graphic way to share what it means to vote and how you do the process of voting. So uh, definitely check that out, a kids' book about voting. Nice. I have We Are the Change, Words of Inspiration from Civil Rights Leaders. Um, And I just love this book because it is about voting, but it's also just about that other question that you were talking about, like what does it mean to to be seeking freedom, right? What does that mean? Um, And so it's got an intro by Harry Belafonte, but then different illustrators, and I'll list out all of the illustrators, but illustrators are illustrating the quotes um, of people like Eleanor Roosevelt, Maya Angelou, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., among others. And it's like inspirational quotes about why those people chose to struggle for freedom, why those people chose to um, to advocate for civil rights. Um, and the illustrators include um, Selena um, Aiko, Alina Chow, Lisa um, Cogden, Emily Hughes, <laughs> Molly Idol, Juana Medina, and so on. Um, there's quite a few, but it's a, we are the change. Yeah. Wonderful. This next set, Nicole, I'm just going to drop a bunch of titles on you because they're all good and they all sort of, they they all talk broadly. They're they're just solid picture book choices. I'll put it that way. These are solid. There's um, If You Go With Your Goat to Vote, which is a new book by Jan (laughs) Zausmer, illustrated by Andrew Roberts, Roberts, illustrated by Andrew Roberts, which is about um, uh, each each page turn is... um, an animal and it's whatever its kin is called. And uh, it talks about each step of the voting process, but it's done through animal pairs and it's yes. super adorable. Yes. I love it. Yes. I've also got um, We the People, the United States Constitution Explored and Explained by Evan Sargent. And that's illustrated by R.L. Lewis. I think that being able to take time to understand the, the Constitution, this living, breathing document, is important. And this is a beautifully illustrated, beautifully graphic book. So that's a good one that you can, uh, you don't need to read cover to cover. You can just flip through and discover. I've got Equality's Call, The Story of Voting Rights in America by Deborah Deason, illustrated by Magdalena Mora, which is about different folks getting the right to vote throughout history and that process of inviting more people in to be able to vote that what is equality when not everyone can participate yet and then on the lighter side a picture book called when penny met potus by rachel ruiz illustrated by melissa manuel this book has been out for a couple years i'm obsessed with this book it's about a girl whose mom works for the president uh her mom whose mom works for potus and Penny is like, who is this POTUS? And she pictures <laughs> this monster, this creature. And so we're going throughout the White House just wondering what in the world does POTUS do? It's so cute. And when she finally meets POTUS, it just, it lands in such a wonderful way that lends to reading it and rereading it and rereading it. So those are four quick ones that that are just easy sells, easy, easy, easy to pick up and read to children, um, with the exception of We the People. I would not read that cover to cover. I would lay that out for kids and just go, explore, learn, ask questions. So uh, yeah, there you go. Yay. Um, I have Lifting As We Climb, Black Women's Battle for the Ballot Box by Yvette Dion, um, which is a great history of Black women's right for the, or, you know, 
suffrage. And then uh, V is for Voting. You and I both wanted to do this one. V is for Voting by Kate Farrell, and it's illustrated by Caitlin Kowald. And I really like this one because you were saying about another book that you can kind of jump in and out. I love that there's a timeline in here. I love that they kind of just talk about like it's it's got it goes through the alphabet and talks about different aspects of our um, political process. Um, But there's just great things like a timeline for voting and um, just, yeah, it's good and rich information. So I like views for voting. And then I also like Vote for Our Future um, by Margaret McNamara and illustrated by Micah Player. So, yeah. Do you know the story? I'm, I'm adding it to our show notes just because I'm, I'm I'm thinking of it. Do you know the book Lift As You Climb, the story of Ella Baker by mm-hmm. Patricia Ruby Powell, illustrated by R. Gregory Christie? It just came out relatively recently. It's gorgeous, though. No. Let me see. Oh, so climb. Patricia Ruby Powell writes poetic nonfiction. Wonderful books. And R. Gregory Christie, if you're not familiar with the name, you'll recognize his, his art right away. He's got a very um, iconic style of um, illustration, and he also won the Caldecott for um, Freedom and Honor Square. He won the, oh, the Caldecott Honor. Yeah, a wonderful, wonderful story. So you this mentioned so lifting good. as we climb, so I thought I would list a, a title that's very similar. I'll make sure I add that to our notes. It's but a huge, speak- like, it's a phrase in the black community. It is, so, of course yeah, it that's is. that's why, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And for good reason. So speaking of books, Nicole, <laughs> that we mention all the time, I thought I would add in Twins by Varian yes. Johnson, yes. illustrated yes. by Shannon yes. Wright. Come on! Because one, how can I not? And two, how can I not? This is a story about twin <laughs> girls who in middle school are trying to be different from another. Fran shortens her name. She was Francine. She doesn't want to be seen as sort of like the replacement of Maureen getting getting mis, misidentified for one another all the time. So they start middle school. She wants to be different. She's going out for different things. But they both end up running for class president. And they both end up being, well, at odds with one another, both as, as friends and as family and now as, as, as folks running against each other. And it's got a nice glimpse into... That that process of running for election, but done through the lens of of sixth graders. I, I I love this book, and really, as you know, any chance I get to to promote it, I'm going to. So this was a chance. <laughs> we're gonna just change the name of this podcast to the Varian Johnson Fan Club. That's what we're gonna change it into. Oh, you know, I've got to say, I was I was interviewing. Quick aside, folks, I was interviewing uh, Varian and Shannon this week for the Children's Book Podcast, uh, which will go up uh, probably around the same time that this episode posts. But as I did that, I mentioned to them off recording that we do have a fan club for them <laughs> and also for <laughs> for Front Desk by Kelly Yang mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. also for Magnificent Homespun Brown by Samara <laughs> Doyon Cole. Uh, so I mentioned like, yeah, you're in, you're in a group that we mention all the time. <laughs> Well, do you have any other books that you would like to share? I've got I just don't. three Take more saved. Away. Oh, well, we talk about Ella Baker. So now I have to talk about Shirley Chisholm. And there's been some gorgeous books this year coming out about Shirley Chisholm that uh, are, I think they are, the two that I'm going to mention, I think are are equally beautiful. I would own them both before I ever told someone choose one over the other. So I'm going to tell you both of them. Um, the first was She Was the First, The Trailblazing Life of Shirley Chisholm. It's written by Catherine Russell Brown and illustrated by Eric Velasquez. This is a it's, it's a gorgeous book that is 
more taking a like a typical biography approach to the life of Shirley Chisholm. Beautiful. The other one has uh, almost a more poetic uh, focus. It's called Shirley Chisholm is a Verb. It's by Veronica Chambers and illustrated by Rachel Baker. And in this, we look at those action words of what Shirley Chisholm did and who she was in her community. These are both gorgeous books. I really would recommend both of them over one over the other. There are a number of other books about Shirley Chisholm uh, that you should check out. And this is just a really good time for looking at who has come before us. Who has come before these nominees, right? And Shirley Chisholm has had a like a kind of a pop culture moment recently. There's been like a lot of more more representation of her in in like TV and movie, which is fascinating. But yes, we should definitely look back to look forward. Mm -hmm. Well, and the way these two artists illustrate her too are are, are both beautiful and different. It's wonderful. Uh, The final book, speaking of folks that, you know, you always watch for picture books about the candidates. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and while I I was thinking, like, what picture book about Trump do I know? Because I would have put it in here. We're talking about elections. I would have given a fair shot. But there are no picture books about Trump that I can think of. Correct me if I'm wrong, listeners. Put them in the show notes. Um, send an email to us. Um, I do not know any picture books that are not um, spoofs. So I did not include any. And similar with, with Mike Pence, I can think of the Marlon Bundo book about the bunny. But I was like, no, that's... that that. That seems like not the right choice to share. So the one I do want to share is one written by a person that I love and adore, Nikki Grimes. Nikki Grimes. Um, she wrote she wrote a biography of Kamala Harris called Rooted in Justice. It's illustrated by Laura Freeman. It's exceptionally beautiful, and you know this is a person that that we all um, could 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 serve ourselves well by learning more about um, Vice Presidential nominee uh, Harris and and what has led to her being where she is right now. So, 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 so that's where I am spending time looking at not only the process, but the people behind it and how we fit into all of this. Yeah. And I think in particular for Kamala, who I voted for today, um, who is hopefully going to be the vice president. She, I just think I'm looking at this, I'm just looking at the outline of this book and it's just talking about her as a multiracial person. And I think it's such a, an important conversation. Like we're having, we've, you and I have talked so much about own voices, about um, representation, about all of the things. And I think there are so many multiracial children who do not see themselves reflected in not only the leadership of our country, but in books. And so it's exciting that her, her heritage, like where her family came from, is like so fully represented in what I can see of this book. That's exciting. And to have it done... So deftly at the hands of Nikki Grimes. I think that that is a name that you know you're in good hands. You're mm-hmm. going to hear the whole story. You're going to hear it beautifully, poetically. And it's done it, It's done in such a wonderful way. Oh, Nicole, we're at the end of our time. And I have to tell you, I will see you again next after the elections Ooh, in that new world. In the new world. So on that note... Thank you, Nicole, for having this conversation with me today. And thank all of you listeners for joining us. As always, we would love your feedback on the podcast. Won't you consider rating us on Apple Podcasts or whatever podcatcher you use? We would love if you would do that. And when you do that, it helps other people find this podcast. You can find me, Matthew Winner, at Matthew Winner on Twitter. 
And I love talking to you all on Twitter, and you can find me there at IttyBittyNY. Thank you to Dr. Baker for sound editing on this episode. If you, listener, have a story idea, reach out to us on social media using hashtag KidLitTheseDays or email us at KidLitTheseDays at BookRiot.com. We would love to hear what you're thinking about and what you would like to hear on the show. And on that note, may your coming days be storied, And may the good stories keep on coming.